0: For the next two weeks, uh, or for the next few weeks leading up to Easter, we're going to be talking about, uh, a, on a series called Soul Detox, and many of you might be thinking, well, why uh, why are we talking about Soul Detox, and what does that even mean? I don't quite understand it or get it, and what, what I want to tell you is, we just came out of a series called I Declare War, and how many of you enjoyed that series and got something out of it, God did something in your life? Uh, it was incredible. It was a great series. We talked about our thinking patterns. We talked about the way that we speak and how it affects us and affects other people. We talked about our actions and our new identity. And last week we, talked, we ended the series talking about we need to learn how to fight. Anybody learned how to fight? Anybody got a little more fight in you uh, than what you did before last week? And To know that you're in a battle, the enemy is real, but God is realer. <laughs> all the all the grammatically correct people are they're going nuts right now that that we need to, we're in a battle whether we want to admit it or not but we have the authority and the power of God in our lives to defeat the enemy we just have to we have to declare war we have to learn how to fight and so we came out of that series and we were going to go a, a different direction but I felt like God wanted us I felt like what God was saying was that you, we've talked about our minds. We've talked about things we say. We've talked about all of this stuff that's really, really good. But one thing that a lot of us neglect in our lives is our soul. It's our soul. And the reason we're doing this series is, is really, we sometimes we have this misconception. We think that we are a body with a soul. Are you following me? But what we really are is we are a soul that is inside of a body. And a lot of times we're focused on our body, but we neglect our soul. And so today I want to talk to you for just a few minutes. I've titled the message. You can find these notes on the Bible app, or if you want to just take notes uh, with pen in one of the notes pages, I encourage you to do that. But here's the subject we're talking about today. It's the restless soul. The restless soul. Restless soul. And I want to to read in Genesis chapter 1 or Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And uh, this kind of explains this whole idea that we are a soul with a body, not a body with a soul. It says this, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a what? Living soul. Man became a living soul. You are a soul with a body. So if you and I are souls that live in a body, it's imperative that we learn how to take care of our soul. We, we spend a lot of time trying to take care of our body, but many of us are in the place we're in, and we feel the way that we feel, and we're doing the things that we're doing because we neglect our soul. Now, I don't know how many of you, uh, and before I say this, you know, you might ask the question, well, well I'll just say this, and then, I'll, and then I'll talk about that, so don't get offended when I say this. Anybody ever, anybody ever been around, you've, you've inhaled secondhand smoke? Anybody ever, anybody ever studied on that? And do, You know, there was a big thing about it. I don't remember how many years ago, but it, everybody was talking about it and how like secondhand smoke can actually be worse for you than if you were the person actually smoking and all of this. And, and don't, you know, like you ask the question, well, am I going to hell if I smoke? No, you're not going to hell if you smoke, you know. It, it, but it harms, it harms your body. And secondhand smoke, uh, there was this thing going around where it was saying that it can actually be more harmful to you than that. And what I think a lot of us are doing in our culture is we are, we are taking in secondhand things that are affecting our soul and we don't realize it. We are doing things and we are hearing things and we are listening to things. And Aaron even talked a little bit about this when he was saying, you know, that the people that you're around, all of these things are affecting your soul. They are impacting you in ways that you don't even realize. And so we need to start paying attention to our soul. We need to pay attention to our soul. Um many of us today we have what what we're titling the message today is a restless soul. Anybody ever felt restless in your soul? And and the reason I really believe that many of us are struggling with this is because um I just felt so strongly on my heart that this was the direction that we were supposed to go coming out of the series that we were in before was to focus on our souls. Many of us have a restless soul right? Many of us we're always searching but we're never finding. You ever felt like you were searching and searching and searching and you thought you found it and it didn't satisfy you the way that you thought it would? You thought you found it in this and then it was like, well, that really didn't do anything for me. And we're searching, searching, searching but we're never really finding or we're interested in everything but satisfied by nothing. We got a lot of interest in things but we're not satisfied by anything, or we're anxious, we're tense, we're worried, we're not showing love to the people that we love the most. Come on, how many of you, uh, when you have a bad day at work or something's going on in your life and you just feel restless, uh, you take it out on the people that you're the closest to. You take it out on the people that you love the most, right? Many of us do that, and the reason why is because we're not paying attention to some things that I want to I want to walk us through today that will help us in this area. And so we're, we're anxious, and this is going to kind of piggyback off of some things that we talked about last week and take a different spin on it. But uh, maybe you're worn out, or even when you try to rest your body, your soul doesn't rest. And you're trying to find rest, but you're not finding real rest because you're not getting rest for your soul. You might be getting rest for your body, but you're not getting rest for your soul. And for many of us, we constantly feel overwhelmed by all there is to do. You ever felt overwhelmed? Some of you are overwhelmed right now. <laughs> you feel overwhelmed by all there is to do, right? Well, I would, you know, I really want to do that. And I want to get involved in that. But, oh, there's just so much going on. I'm just overwhelmed with my thoughts. And, and I can't process everything. And, and I don't really know what's going to happen here. And we just get so overwhelmed in our mind that we neglect important things. We don't do important things. And we, we make excuses about important things because we've neglected this area of our lives and it's causing us to feel overwhelmed by all the things that there are going on. But wouldn't it be awesome if we could, if we could be doing a lot of things but have rest in our soul? I love Ecclesiastes. Uh, in chapter 2, it says this. The writer says, So what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? It's a good question. Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all what? Meaningless. I think a lot of us are going through life and we're restless because we're not paying attention to the thing that we need to be paying attention to. We're neglecting the the fact that we are a soul living in a body. And if we don't pay attention to to the core if we don't pay attention to what we actually are and and treat it right and do some things to to find rest in our soul, then we will live restless lives. And so we need some rest in our soul. God does not intend for you to live restless. And maybe you want to write this down. There's only one place where we can find rest for our souls, and it's God. There is only one place. Place You can look for it anywhere you want. There is one place where you will find rest for your soul. If you are restless in your soul, there is one place that you can go, and that's to God. But we try to find it in other places, don't we? There's nothing outside of God that is going to heal your restless soul. There's no person. There's no thing. There's no experience, right? I love what Psalm 62:1 says, that truly my soul finds rest in God, my salvation comes from Him. Where does your soul find rest? In God. In God. We need to get this. We need to get this. This is so important. And if you just, you just got to grasp the fact that you are a soul and why this is important to you. Why this is important for your life? Because this is a game changer. When you find rest for your soul, it will be rest like you've never experienced before. It's not. It's not rest for. You know, rest for your legs, rest because you worked out yesterday, rest because work was hard. It's not any of those things. When you find rest for your soul, it changes everything. It'll be a rest that you've never experienced before when you find rest for your soul. But we can't find it in people, can't find it in things, can't find it in money, can't find it in experience. Come on, somebody, you can't find it in vacation. (laughs) Some of us, we're living for vacation, right? Spring's coming up. You know, summer's coming. You're going to the beach. You're going to, to to spend a few days with your family. You're going to get away. You know, some of us were like, whoo, just can't wait. <gasps> oh, man, you know, summer gets here, and we're like, oh, my gosh, school's out. Just need to get out of this town for seven days or for three days or whatever, and it's going to make everything better. I'm just overwhelmed about everything. Here's what I know about you and what I know about me. When you came back from vacation, everything was still here. Nothing changed here while you were gone on vacation. So you might have gotten rest in your body, but you can't depend on vacation to give you rest in your soul. It doesn't work. And, and a lot of times we get frustrated, right? You ever came back from vacation and just been so mad because you got back and it was like the worst day of the year? You go to work and everything messes up. You get up that morning and you walk out to your car and there's a flat tire. You're running behind. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I was so relaxed last week, and now we're back, you know, just back in the grind, back to doing things the normal way. And oh, here we go again. I can't, 51 more weeks until vacation. (laughs) And we're living for vacation to find rest in a place that we can't, it, it will never satisfy. We're interested, we're searching, but it will never satisfy this need in your life. It won't do it because you can only find rest for your soul in God. It's the only place. Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29. I've got a lot of scripture that I want to read you today about this, and hopefully some of it will kind of sink into your heart and and help you understand it better. This is what Jesus said. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you. Many of us have heard this verse. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will what? You will find rest for your souls. It only comes when you go to Jesus. There's one place you can find it, and that's in God. It's the only place you're going to get it. So for the the next few moments today, I want to give you three things that I believe are going to help you and I believe are going to help me if we'll do them. Okay, I'm gonna prerequisite everything I'm about to say. If you come to church today and you get some information and you leave, it won't change anything. If you come to church today and say, God, speak to me, and I'm restless in my soul, and I want, to, I want to have a different life, I want to feel differently, and you'll do these things, it will begin, you'll begin to see things happen in your life. You'll begin to see God doing things in your life. You'll begin to be at rest, even when everything is chaotic around you, you'll begin to be at rest in your soul. We need rest for our souls. And so, I'm going to give you three things, and when I when I give you these three things, you're going to think, "Wow, that was so simple." <laughs> Not a whole lot of words. And some of you're going to be like, "Wow, that was deep." But here's my question. If you're restless in your soul, are you doing these things? Because we're going to go through these things, and you're going to be like, "Oh, that's cool." Oh, that's that's a good one. All that, But hopefully you're going to understand it a little bit better. And when you walk out these doors today, you'll think, wow, there are some changes I need to make if I want rest in my soul. And I've got to actually do something to get there. And so here's number one. How do we find rest for our souls in God? you got to go to God for it. Here's number one. Be still. Be still. Be still. For a lot of us, this is a struggle. To just be still. I don't have time to be still, right? If you're like me, it's like, well, being still is not productive. Being still is not getting the job done. Being still is not getting me where I want to go in life. Being still is not progressive enough. Being still, I heard a, a pastor say it this time, this way one time. He said, when you are still and you spend time with God, uh, God can do in ten minutes what would have taken you all day. <laughs> When you put God first. When you put God first, we've got to learn to we've got to learn to be still. Some of you are like, that's hard in here because these chairs are hard, right? You know, can't be still, and you're on one leg and on the other leg. And we've got to learn how to be still. Be still. In Psalm chapter 46 and verse 10, the very beginning of that verse, the writer says, Be still and know that I'm God. Be still. And know that I'm God. Now, I'm going to state the obvious, but I think we need to hear it out loud because this is how we believe this verse a lot of times. We don't really say we believe it this way, we don't really say we apply it this way, we don't really say we're doing these things, but this is how we are translating this verse in our lives a lot of times. Be busy and know that I'm God. Do more and know that I'm God. Add one more thing to your plate and know that I am God. Be anxious and know that I am God. Worry about what your day is going to look like today and know that I am God. Wake up in the morning stressed out and know that I am God. See, this is how we live. And we hear something like, you know, point number one, be still. Okay. Can you be still? What do I mean by be still? I wanna I wanna challenge you, because we've got to start somewhere. Maybe, maybe this week you say, you know what, this is this is where I need to start. I need to learn how to be still. And so I'm challenging you for five minutes a day. For five minutes a day, be still before God. Be still before God. And and you're thinking, Okay, five minutes, it'll be harder than what you think. It'll be harder than what you think. And here's and here's the second part of that. Be still before God. It means don't think about anything but just being with God. Oh. Jesus. Five minutes a day. I'm going to be still. I'm not going to think about what's wrong. I'm not going to think about my problems. I'm not going to think about what i got to do at work. I'm not going to think about what's going on at home. I'm going to think about what's going on around me. I'm going to think about God. I'm going to just think about God for five minutes. I'm going to be still and think about God. Many of us, you ever you ever been around, a lot of us, we have kids in the room. And if you don't have kids right now that are in your house, you've had them at one point in your home probably. Um, or you've been around, anybody ever just been around a kid? Let's just go there. you just been around a kid, right? <laughs> then you can relate. Uh, you ever just been around that ki- the kid that, that just couldn't sit still? Like every kid on the planet, right? <laughs> just can't be still. You know, it's like, oh, it's running away. You know, sometimes we'll be, we'll be driving down the road, and it's like, I don't know why you're not buckled right now. And you're standing up in the back of the vehicle, but, <laughs> but you need to sit down and be still. You know what I'm talking about? You ever said this before? It's like, I will pull this car over. And I will wear you out. I know that's not politically correct, so don't, you know. (laughs) I'll wear you out. If you don't sit down. (laughs) Some of us, we take it to another, we're like, shut up. Sit down. (laughs) Be still. Buckle up. Right? This This is where I think many of us are in life. I think this is what we need to do sometimes. We need to we need to tell our soul sit down shut up and be still. Sit down and some of you're like, "Well, I'm not telling myself to shut up." You need to. <laughs> we'll say it like sit down, be quiet. Doesn't have the same effect, right? And be still. I love this. I want to read you a verse because you're thinking, "Well, can I can I be the one to do that?" Here's what Here's what the, the psalmist said in Psalm 131, verse 2. He said, Surely I, who? I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child resting with his mother, my soul is like a weaned child within me, composed and freed from discontent. Who quieted his soul? He did. Surely I have quiet. See, See, a lot of us were like, you know, surely God, if you would fix my spouse... I would have some rest and some peace. If my kid, you know, whoo, when my kids move out, bless God, it's gonna be some rest and some peace. I'm gonna find whoo, gonna be able to relax when moves out. Whoa, and that, oh man, when we get, whoo, when we get out of this season of our life, man, it's just been a tough, just been a tough season. We're gonna find some rest and some peace. He, he didn't say he didn't say hey when your spouse gets it together you'll find some rest for your soul when your kids start acting stop acting crazy you'll find rest for your soul whenever you whenever that you get out of that season of your life you'll find rest for you no know, he said surely I me I have calmed and quieted I can just picture him you know it's like shut up soul You can't talk to me right now. I'm being still. I'm being quiet. I'm spending time with God. See, we hear be still and we think, oh, but can you be still? For five minutes a day, could you be still? Could you put your, your problems aside and everything you're thinking about aside and just think about God for five minutes a day? So we've got to be still. Here's number two. Second thing that we've got to do, we've got to Wait. We've got to wait. Psalm 37 7 says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Some of y'all are having trouble waiting for me to say the next thing. <laughs> you got to learn to wait. You have to learn to wait. Can God answer your prayer immediately? Yeah. Does it always work that way? No. But is his timing always perfect? Yes. And if we say we believe that his timing is perfect, Will we wait? Will we wait? If your timing is perfect, I'm going to wait. We have to learn to wait. A lot of times we say things like, well, I just don't know what God is saying. Have you waited? Did you get still? Did you wait? I think one way that, that... I want to encourage you to read your Bible, to read the Word of God, is what if you got up and you got still before God and you said, you know what, for five minutes I'm going to be still. I'm going to I'm gonna focus my mind, I'm going to focus my attention, everything on God. I'm just going to be still and know that He is God. I'm going to be still and know that He is God, and I'm going to wait for Him to speak. I'm going to wait for Him to speak. I would, I would submit to you that it would be better for you to read five verses and allow God to speak something to you than to read five chapters to get through your Bible reading plan and not understand what you were reading. Now, don't get me wrong. You're reading, and, and God's Word is getting in you. So if you're reading, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're doing the wrong thing if you're in the Word. You need to be in the Word. But I think there's something powerful about taking a moment and reading through something and allowing God and just saying, just 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 saying to God, God, will you show me something through this? I don't understand that. Will you show me how that applies? Will you show me? Will you just something jump off the page to me that I've never seen before? Will you show me how I can apply that? Like I know that Jesus said that, but what does that really mean for me? How am I supposed to live that out in my life? Right? There's something to be said, there's something powerful about waiting. There's something powerful about waiting. And too many times we're in such a hurry that we won't wait. And then we're frustrated at God. We're frustrated because we don't know what His plan is. We're frustrated because we don't understand it. We're frustrated because because it's not working out. We're frustrated about things. And we're getting frustrated at God. And my question would be, have you waited? Waited? do you set aside enough time have you ever set aside enough time to say I'm gonna I'm gonna be still before God I'm gonna be still and know that he's God and I'm gonna wait to hear what he has to say and what he wants to tell me for today before I go into my day can you wait can you wait I know one thing uh, the the first story that came to my mind just a personal story is in learning to wait I don't like to wait right I can I can preach this to you because I hate this I hate waiting. I hate being still. My wife would tell you, I'm like, man, I'm that guy that's like, there is nothing getting done while I'm sitting here (laughs) waiting, right? But what what I think God's trying to teach me and what I think he's trying to teach you is that there is so much more that is going on while you're waiting than you could ever accomplish on your own. See, I'm trying to do things in my own strength too many times. And then I'm worn out and I'm frustrated and I'm weary and 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 all it, and I'm anxious about it because I'm trying to do it on under my own strength. But if I would take time every day and just say, I'm gonna be still and know that He's God, not me. He's God, and I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna set aside five minutes. I'm gonna set aside thirty minutes. I'm gonna set aside an hour, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna read. I'm gonna pray. I'm just gonna wait for God to speak to me. One of the things that we waited on was when we uh, felt led to to move here and to start this church. Uh, we had actually intended and we had planned on launching the church a year before we actually did. And so we started in September of 2016. We wanted to start in September of 2015. And through some wisdom, come on, anybody ever glad for some wisdom in your life sometimes? Somebody that, that God sends your way to speak something to you that that helps you. And you're like, whoo, I needed to hear that. You know, I was about to do something stupid. and And there are... I I hate to wait. So I was not excited about waiting, but through talking to some people or whatever, we decided, hey, let's take some more time. Let's wait. And we we pushed it off for a whole other year. And can I tell you that there are people that were on our launch team. There were people that are in our church. There are people that have done things and have led things that would not have even been here today had we not waited. Had we just said, boom, I'm just going to, like, forget you. I'm just going to blow right through this yield sign. (laughs) I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it on my own. I'm gonna make it happen. Not listening. We're, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna do it. And have we not waited, God's timing was perfect. And I didn't want to. I'm telling y'all, I didn't want to wait. I, wanna, I was mad. <laughs> I was mad at the idea of waiting, but we waited, and God's timing is perfect, and He's blessing. And his favor is on it. But sometimes you gotta wait. Sometimes you gotta wait. You gotta be still. And sometimes you've got to wait. And then here's number three. You've got to reflect. You've got to reflect. What I mean by reflect as you're being still with God and you're waiting for Him, you've got to think about His goodness. You've got to think about the things He's already done. You've got to remind yourself, come on, anybody ever forget what God has done for you and you're frustrated? We can relate to the children of Israel all too much. You brought us out of Egypt, we're free, and a week later we're upset. And why did you bring us out here to die? We're hungry, at least we had some food. Hungry. Brought us out here to die. Look, did you bring it? Oh, now here we are at this water, you know. Can't cross this thing. And here they come. They're going to kill us now. We might as well just stayed there and kept on working. What would have happened had they not waited? <laughs> waited for God to do what only God could do. And because they, they waited, God did a miracle. Because they waited. Too many times, we're thinking about. So in our time with God, we're we're you know we get the be still thing, okay. I'm gonna try really hard to wait, I'm try to wait. But another thing that you need to do is you need to reflect on what God has already done for you. And some of us, you just need to start. Maybe you're thinking like, I don't know, I can't even think. Like I don't remember you know what God's done for me or. Or, I, you know, I hadn't been following Jesus that long, and so I'm kind of new to this thing or whatever. Here's, here's a great starting point. God sent Jesus to die for you and rose him from the dead three days later so that you could be sitting here today, and we could be talking about this, and we could have life to the fullest. If for nothing else, you could just say that. Come on, can I tell you today that if God never did another thing for you, he's already done enough? He's already done enough. And so some of us, we need to, in our quiet time, we're being still, and we're waiting for God. We just need to be thinking and thanking God for what he's already done. Not talking about your problems. We talk about our problems. Here's what I think happens a lot of times. We say we're going to pray about it, but we really just worry about it. And so we start talking about our problems, and we're like, oh, but what if that happens? And what if God doesn't, you know, fix it? And what if, what if, what if, what if? And you just start reminding yourself. Come on, you got to remind yourself. In the Old Testament, God was constantly telling them, like, set up some stones here. Put something there. Do something so that you can remember this. Like when your kids ask, what is that for? You can tell them. Why did God say that? Because he knew that we would forget. We would get into the next thing in the next season of our life, and we would forget what God had already done for us. And so we've got to remind ourselves. Come on, some of you, your marriage is here today because God was faithful. And you've been through some stuff in your life, and you just need to remind yourself, God, I am so thankful. In this moment, I'm remembering all the stuff we've been through, and thank God we're not right there anymore, but you brought us through it, and we're going forward. God, you've been faithful. You need to just remind yourself of some of, some of us, we need to go in our kids' rooms at night, and we just need to say, thank you, God, for these blessings that, the, that you've given me, that I get to, I get to raise them. I get to to teach them about the love of Jesus. I get to love on them. I get to train them up so that they will serve God. I get to invest in them. I get to speak life over them. Too many times we have the wrong perspective. And we need to remind ourselves of everything that God has done and everything that God has given us and everything that God has brought us through so that that in those moments we can find... That's how you're going to find rest for yourself. Not talking about your problems it's remembering come on we sing a song here called do it again and it's all about the promises of God that the promise still stands and I love the bridge of that song that says I've seen you move you move the mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again you made a way where there was no way come on God ever made a way where there seemed to be no way and you're like I don't know how this happened but here we are I don't know how we made it through but we're here I don't know how I don't know how I'm still here you know I wasn't supposed to make it through that but we're still married. I was stressed out about that, and whoa, man, look at what God provided. It was something better than I ever even dreamed or imagined, and I was so worried about that. We've got to, re- come on, you've got to remind yourself of all that God's done. You've got to remind yourself that God is faithful. Come on, some of us, I, I jotted down some things here, maybe that some of us, in our, as we're being still this week and as we're waiting on God this week, maybe there's, these are some things that we need to do. We should say, thank you, God, for this house that we're able to afford. We take things for granted. And we just need to stop maybe in your in your quiet time, you say, say, Man, you just need to go home and sit down on your couch and say, Thank you, God, that you have been so faithful and so good that we get to live here and we can afford this place. And and what a blessing that we have a roof over our head. What a blessing that we have that vehicle to drive. What a blessing that 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 we have that backyard. What a blessing that that I have a job. What a blessing the amount of money that we make. What a blessing. We just need to remind ourselves. Of God's goodness and God's faithfulness maybe maybe it's God thank you for giving me a family thank you for my spouse thank you for my kids thank you for 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 our extended thank you that 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 we get to get together at times thank you that we love each other thank you that you have blessed me with this in my life thank you God for helping my spouse forgive me come on that's some of us today That's probably everybody today. I don't even know anybody. We could probably go around the room and we just need to stop and say, God, thank you that you helped them for you. Because I was screwed up. I was in the wrong. But your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness that was working through them. God has been faithful to you. God has been good to you, and we take it for granted so often, and we've got to stop and remind, we've got to reflect and think, Whoo! look at where I used to be, but look at where I am, and look at all that God has given me, and look at how faithful God has been in my life. Some of us, we just need to say, thank you, God, for not holding my sins against me. Whew. We could just start there. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to die for me, and thank you that I don't have to carry around my sin anymore. That you're not you don't hold that against me. That I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. When I gave my life to when I made the decision to follow Jesus, he gave me a new life. He gave you a new life. And thank you, God, that you don't hold that stuff from back here. Come on, anybody remember what was back there? Thank you that you don't hold all that stuff that was back here against me. That when you look at me, you see Jesus. Woo, that's a thought right there. I could preach on that for 30 minutes. That when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. <laughs> Some of you are beating yourself up in the mirror, and you need to stop and say, mm-mm, looks like Jesus. <laughs> Jesus died for you. He gave his life for you. And he's not holding that stuff against you anymore. So you need to quit holding it against yourself. And you need to reflect on how God has been faithful and God has been good in your life. I want to bring the worship team back up. I wonder what it would look like for you. I just want us, will you stand to your feet? I just want us to imagine for a moment. Can you just imagine with me for a moment what this would look like? Because so many of us, anybody busy? Anybody busy? I'm the only one that's busy. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Y'all got it figured out. I need to take lessons from you. What what could it look like in your life? What could this look like in your life if even in the midst of busyness, you were at rest? What, What could it look like in your life if even though everything was chaotic around you, You were at rest. What would it look like in your life if it looked like all hell was breaking loose in your life and everything around you doesn't make sense, but you were at rest? Did you know that's possible? Did you know that that's something that God has for you? That you don't have to worry about what's going on in the world. You don't have to worry about what's going on around you. You don't have to be anxious about all of these things that you can have rest in your soul. But see, here's the thing. We're looking for it in all the wrong places, and it's only found in one place, and it's in God. That's the only place you're going to get it. Nobody fixing their problem is going to help you feel more rested. It's not going to cure your restless soul that they got their stuff together. It won't happen. You going on another vacation is not going to give you rest for your soul. You decide, well, we just need to do this and we just need to do that. No, you're looking for it all the wrong place. The only place that you're going to find rest for your soul. You are a soul inside of a body. You are a soul first and you are living in this body. And the only way that you're going to find rest for your soul is if you go to God and you learn how to be still, wait, and remember, reflect on his goodness. Reflect on the things that he's already done. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what his faithfulness yesterday is the same faithfulness that you have today. It's the same faithfulness that will be there tomorrow. We just have to learn how to be still. Sometimes you're going to have to wait on God. As we read in the scripture that sometimes you have to wait for God to act. It's not going to be immediate. Sometime there might, sometimes there might be some steps that you have to take. But you the only way you're going to know that is if you take time to wait and allow God to speak to you. You have to wait and allow him to speak to you. We can't just blow through life anymore and expect to be at rest. It's just not gonna work. It won't work. We've got to be still, know that he's God, wait on him, and remember his goodness. Here's what I want to do for just a moment. Is I want us for just a moment, we're gonna practice. We're gonna practice. Because I know it's easy to come in here and to hear a message like this and feel like, man, God is really speaking that to me, but but then never, never put it into practice. Never do anything with it. And for some of you, you're already right now, you're kind of like, oh, it's going to be awkward. And for some of you, it might make you a little uncomfortable, but this is where it's at. This is where it's at. I'm telling you, this is where... It's at, and so for the next few moments, before the worship team, we're going to sing one final song, and we're going we're to worship together, and we're going to be able to pray if you need prayer. But before we do any of that, what I want us to do is I want us to take just, even if it's just the next 30 seconds, and I want us to be still, to wait. And what I want you to do in this moment as you're being still, you're being still and you're waiting is I want you to think about everything that God has done for you. I want you to think about where you've come from and where God brought you. I want you to think about how God was faithful in your marriage. I want you to think about how God will be faithful tomorrow. I want you to think about all of the things like, man, I remember when when God was faithful through that and God was good through that. And man, when they forgave me for that. And wow, God and his mercy. I remember when I when I gave my life to him. I want you to remember. I want you to reflect. So if you want to, however you want to do that, but we're going to be still. If you want to close your eyes, I'm going to close my eyes. It just blocks out all distraction. But I want us to take just a few seconds and I want us to just be still. Know that he is God, and you are not. Be still and know that he's God. Think about his goodness in your life. Thank you, Jesus. statement and then we're going to sing and be able to pray. Somebody in here needs to know, and this is, oh, this is such good news for somebody in here today, maybe for more than one of you, is the simple fact that even if, even if you did something to get you where you're at, God never left you. There is so much freedom in that right there. Because some of you are beating yourself up because you got you where you are. It was your fault. It was your decision. It was your struggle. But man, the great news today is even if you're walking through something that you put yourself there, God has never left you. He has never left you. Never. And those of us that aren't in that place right now, we've been there. We've walked through some stuff and some situations where it was my fault. It was my fault. But even through that, God never left. He never let. He never went anywhere. He was walking. He was walking through it with me. And God is not looking at you. God is not looking at you with a scowl on His face. <laughs> Sometimes we've we've had this conversation. Sometimes you know you feel like. You feel like God is looking at you like, will you ever just get your stuff together? Are you ever just going to figure it out? Can I tell you, that's not God. (laughs) That's not, that is not God. That's not God. God is looking at you today saying, you're going to make it. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. You're going to make it. I'm walking with you. We're going to get through this together. It doesn't matter how you got here. We're walking through it. And so we're going to walk through it together. So I want to encourage you with that today. If that's you and you feel like, man, I'm the one that got me. I just don't know. I'm just telling you, God has never left you. God has never left you. He's never left you. God, I thank you today for your word. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for this moment to just be still and know that you are God, that you are in control. And God, I pray as we sing this last song that we would worship you. Lord, I pray that you would draw every person today who needs prayer.